Thank you, Lord. We pray, God, as we come before you in Holy Communion, Father, that you would move on us by your Holy Spirit. And as we sing that song, Lord, when you speak, Lord, help us to listen. Help us to listen for your voice because you love us so much and you speak in so many ways. And we pray this morning as we partake together, Lord, that you would take the blinders off our eyes, that we would be able to see spiritually. We pray for this group this morning, Lord, that they would be able to see into the spirit realm, the glory of God, the presence of God, the power of God, that we would be able to hear, Lord, take the plugs out of our ears in Jesus' name. Take the plugs out of our ears, that we could hear you, that we could see you in all the things that you do, the little things that you say and do all the time for us, Lord, because you're watching closely. You dwell in us. You dwell in us. Lord, rise up in us this morning. Rise up your spirit in us. Fill us to overflowing this morning, God, with your spirit. Cause us to wait on you, Lord. Cause us to be a people that will wait on you, that will seek you, that will seek you day and night, night and day, Father, that we would find you. We pray this in Jesus' name. We pray this, Lord. And um, this morning, I just want to uh, share with you what I felt like the Lord shared with me this morning about communion and the word for us this morning. And... We know that the Lord said in Luke 22, I think it's 19, he, what? And he said in 19, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. But what I want to focus on this morning as part of our communion is that he said, this is my body given, given for you. This is given. Jesus has given us his life, his body, so that his spirit could come and dwell in us. Come and dwell in us. And the moment that you ask the Lord into your life, the moment you say the salvation prayer, the moment you say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you. I want to be a Christian. I want to be Christ in me. That's what Christian means, a little Christ. 
We are made to be like Christ. And the, like I said, the moment you ask the Lord and you say, help me, Lord, so many people are broken and, and they can reach out in just that moment and say, help me, God, and he comes to the rescue. He comes to the rescue and his spirit comes to them because he's been actually waiting the whole time for all of us. He's pursuing, we think we pursue him, he's pursuing us. And then he told his disciples after he spent three years of ministering to them, loving them, being their brother in the Lord, their father in the Lord, teaching them, loving them. And the, the day before he gave his life for them, he said, this is my body which is given. The, a book I'm reading that I've been talking to you about, The Broken Way, which I believe God is leading us to as, as Christians in the time that we're in, because we were created for such a time as this. That's amazing, because times are tough, aren't they? Times are tough right now. The world can seem like it's falling apart. Oh my goodness, all you have to do is have a phone and see all those news headlines. The murders, the rapes, the, the horrible, horrible things people are doing to children. This world is in an evil way. It's in an evil, it's being bombarded by the devil and his demons. And we get bombarded a lot of the times by the devil and his demons when we allow ourselves to let that happen when we give in to things like fear and doubt and and anger and frustration and so as the bible says we give the devil a foothold right and so what does he do when he when you get your foot grabbed and somebody pulls it what happens you fall, and a lot of times, right on your face. <laughs> but the Lord gave us protection through, hold it up, through the body of Christ that was given. It was given for you. I'm sure you all know this verse. Let's say it together, and we're going to stop at one point John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave right he gave and that's what the Lord is saying this morning I love you so much that I gave myself for you. I'm giving my, he told his disciples, you see this bread, guys? This is my body broken and given for you. And as we partake together, I pray that the power of God's body, the power of Jesus, 
will fill us from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head. His DNA in us. We are his children. And more than that, we are him. We are to be like him, our savior. He gave his life for us, for all of us, for all of our family, all of our friends, all of Owego, all of New York State, the good, the bad, and the evil, all of us. He gave his life. And we are going to partake together, and we're going to pray that as we partake, this group today, that we would be like Christ and we would give. We would be givers. We would be givers into the kingdom. We would be givers of Jesus. We would be givers of the joy of the Lord. We would be givers of his healing through the body. We would be like Christ. So, Father, we hold this bread up today, and we ask for your blessing. Bless it, Lord. Bless it, Lord. Send your healing this morning, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray healing over Mom's shoulder in Jesus' name. Healing in the name of Jesus. I pray healing, God, for those who need healing this morning. Father, you sent your Son who gave his life that we would be healed. And we receive it this morning as we partake together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we, as we come into communion with you, holy union with you, Lord, koinonia with you, Lord, Lord, that we would receive from you, Lord, because you said we will not survive without it. We will not enter the kingdom of God without eating your body and drinking your blood without believing in what you have done for us, O oh Lord. So, Lord, minister right now. Minister to our body. Minister to our soul, to our spirit this morning through the body of Jesus that was broken for our healing. Hallelujah. And now we take the blood of Jesus, the cup, the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. His marriage proposal to us, come and be my bride, come and be my church, come and be my body. This is all the Lord wants for us. He wants to pour into us his new covenant, his marriage covenant. Let us partake together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus.
Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes us white as snow. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Another form of giving that you have given to us. Forgiveness. Lord, we praise you for forgiveness. And as we partake, as we partook of the cup, the blood of Jesus, fill us with a spirit, with your spirit of forgiveness toward others, that we would learn to give, to give of what you've given to us, Lord, not holding back. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for the provision the provision of communion, the provision of the body and the blood of Jesus. And I pray, Holy Spirit, blessing on each person, Lord, coming into communion today with you here in this building. Lord, those at home, Lord, wherever, God, that we come into communion with you. Thank you for giving of yourself. Thank you for giving, Jesus. And make us givers to the world around us, Father. Show us the way. Open the path that we would see and know. And even today, this day, that we would obey you. And we would say thank you by giving to someone else by giving your love to someone else, your help, your joy, your peace, your gentleness, Lord, your patience, your goodness. Help us to give. And we praise you and thank you this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, Lord. Time to take up an offering. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you and we just praise you, Lord God, for your blessings upon us. We thank you, Lord God, that we can give into your kingdom, Lord God. Lord God, where rust and moth will not devour. And we thank you for all your blessings that you have given to us. We pray that we can in turn bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Today's going to be a little bit of a history day. History teaching day. His, his story, yeah. His story of our country, amen. Independence Day, we get to celebrate this weekend, amen. We have a long weekend. <clears throat> And our Independence Day is a celebration of our complete independence from guess who can guess the country? Great Britain. Great Britain. 
<clears throat> when the Revolutionary War broke out in April of 19, or 1775, few of the colonists desired complete independence from Great Britain. Isn't that interesting? My wife and I, we talked a little bit about dependence. We talked a little bit about um, comfort zones this morning. And it's so true, even then. You know, and it reminded me of the Israelites when they left Egypt. And they said, oh, Lord, you're going to bring us out here to kill us. If we, we'd be better off to stay in Egypt, right? Because they're comfortable there. And I, I feel like the Lord was saying that that's how some of these colonists felt. They felt comfortable with where they're at. They said that a few colonists desired complete independence from Great Britain. But it says, but by the middle of the following year, many more colonists had come to favor independence Thanks to the growing hostility against Britain. Because Britain was treating them unfair. <clears throat> Here's another quiz for you. Who, was, who drafted the Declaration of Independence? Close. Thomas Jefferson drafted the historic document, the Declaration of Independence. And on July 2nd of 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence. But guess this, John Adams, because of the vote in Continental Congress, John Adams told his wife that he said, because of this signing of this independence on July 2nd, that that would be the day that would be celebrated throughout all history, pretty much. But it wasn't until two days later that the delegates from the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence. So that's why we celebrate it on the 4th. And guess who was the king of Britain then? In 1776. The king. <laughs> king George the third. King George the third. He was the monarch in charge of Great Britain at the time. <laughs> You know, I'll give you some funny facts, well, actually some true facts about our Independence Day. The tradition of fireworks started on July 4th, 1777. Ships fired cannons, and that's where we get the 13-gun salute from, in honor of the 13 colonies. And here's a funny one. And George Washington issued a double portion of rum <laughs> to
to all his soldiers on Independence Day. <laughs> I know, way to go, George, right? My wife says. The Declaration of Independence was the first formal statement by a nation's people asserting their right to choose their own government. Did you hear that? The Declaration of Independence was the first formal statement by a nation's people, not just by a governing monarchy, but by a nation's people. We are a nation made up of people. We get to choose our government. That's why it's so important for us to vote. And we have a huge voting season that we're in coming this November. So we, the people, can choose our government and who we put in leadership. I would encourage that we would read the Declaration of Independence once a year. We should read it, make it a tradition to read it on the 4th of July. But everybody knows this. In the, independent, in the Declaration of Independence, it says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, when I was thinking about Independence, when I've been thinking about Independence Day and the celebrations that we have in our family and traditions that we're starting, we're doing fireworks and celebrating on the 4th of July, having a barbecue. As Christians, as believers that have accepted Christ Jesus, we have also made a declaration. To give our lives to Christ. When we confess our sins and serve him and accept his salvation for our lives, we are publicly declaring that Jesus is Lord of our lives and that we are not. And it's funny You know, when you think about this, when you think about independence, you think about being free. The pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You think of freedom, you don't think of being under bondage again. Right? When you think of independence... The huge difference is that Jesus never puts us under bondage. Jesus will never be a monarch. Jesus will never be a King George. Jesus will never treat us unfairly. He will never do us any harm. He won't cheat you. He won't enslave you. He won't force you. Jesus, Jesus gives us true liberty 
and true freedom. And I underline the word true because Jesus actually sets us free. It's amazing how it all works when you think about it. You want to have true freedom, then you just live in Jesus. He'll show you the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You want to have true life, then you follow Jesus. And it's not that I've figured out all these things in my head. I just think about it and they make common sense, but they're in the Word. But we have to give of ourselves up. We have to give up of ourselves to Jesus. Which sounds like we have to go into bondage to him. Right? But in turn, it's that total freedom that we have in Jesus that sets us free. Isaiah 61 says this. Says the Spirit of the Lord God hath anointed me to proclaim good tidings, to preach good tidings unto the meek. With he has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those that are bound. And that what he was preaching is still the same good news that we preach today. That Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to take you out of bondage. Do you feel bound? Do you feel trapped? Or do you feel captive? Then you should ask yourself, why do I feel that way? What makes me feel bound? Why do I feel like I'm in bondage or a captive? Because Christ came to set you free. And if Christ set you free, then you are free indeed. Amen. And what's keeping you bound that is not of Christ? And if it's not of Christ, then it's of the devil. That is binding you up. So if you feel bound up or captive, then you need to ask yourself why. Because that is not what Christ came to do. Christ came to set you free and to set you totally free so you could have total liberty. John 10, 14 tells us that the thief who is the devil comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. The devil comes to steal your freedom. He doesn't want you to believe that Christ can set you free. He's the one that tells you that Christ, Christ can't set you free. He's the one that lies to you, that keeps you bound up. He wants you to be bound up so that he can kill all your hope. Oh, that Jesus never came. Jesus never rose from the grave. Look it. Where's the proof? Well, there's all kinds of proofs out, out there in history that Jesus rose from the grave. 
But he's the one who puts the doubt in your mind. He's the one that makes you think that it didn't really happen just because it happened thousands of years ago. And we didn't see it with our own eyes. I'm going to tell you the truth. Jesus rose from the grave. He died. And he rose on the third day. And it's been documented throughout history. And don't believe a lie. It's the devil that tries to do that to you. Because he wants to kill the hope that you have in Jesus. He wants to tell you that you won't have eternal life. You can't have eternal life. No one can live forever. When you die, you're going to turn to dirt and go back into the grave. That's the devil. No, when we die, devil, we're going to go to spend eternity with our Father in heaven. And we're going to rejoice and be glad and worship and praise him all the days of our lives throughout all eternity. We'll be in glory land, in Beulah land. The devil wants to tell you, no, you're not going there. Heaven's not real. That's not, that's not God speaking to you. When you hear those thoughts in your mind, that's the devil. Rebuke the devil and he will flee. Amen? Amen. Rebuke the devil and he will flee. He wants to destroy all your faith. Without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God, isn't it? We live by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That means there's real evidence out there of things that are not being seen. That we have the proof. And that proof is Jesus. We have the proof behind the pudding, they say. Where's the proof in the pudding? Well, that proof is Jesus. And he destroyed all the works of the devil. It's the devil that puts you in bondage. It's the devil that wants to enslave you. It's Jesus who sets you free. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior... We're saying, Lord, it's not my life anymore, it's yours. But I want to have true freedom in you. And that true freedom only comes from you. Anything else is of the devil, and anything else will destroy you. Anything else will be like the bondage of the Egyptians to the Israelites, where they're going to force you to make bricks without hay. Anything else would be like the unfair taxes that King George was putting on America. All of, the, all of the things that they were doing to our country to enslave us to the king of Great Britain. Jesus says, I have come in John... 10, I believe it's 10, 10 still. You know, John 10, yeah, 10 or 14, well, I can't read my writing. John 10, 10. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came that they may have life and have it to the full. 
It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now Jesus isn't saying to us, oh, everything is great, we can go out and party, live like a bunch of heathens, and it'll be all right. No, that's not what life really is. That's, that's part of a lie of the devil. What Jesus is saying is there is that, yeah, you can have an abundant life in me. You can have a full life, but it's only in me that you are going to ever have that full life. It's only in me that you are really going to taste true freedom. It's only in me that you really are going to know what living everlasting is. We, you and me, as Christians, as believers, have an everlasting life. But it's only in Him that we have it. It's when we get out of Him that we lose it. And that we fall trapped to the devil and his lies. And we tie ourselves back into bondage. Doing good. Giving. Giving. My wife's been preaching to me about giving. Joyfully helping. Helping your brother. Joyfully helping your brother and sister in the Lord. Knowing what true life really is. And that is in Jesus. And trust me. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to me because I'm learning this every single day. Every single day I have to die to myself. Take up my cross. Every single day I have to repent and ask God for forgiveness. Every single day, you know, I, I make a mistake. I put my foot in my mouth. But every single day I try to do better. I try to do better. I want to do better. I want to do better. I think we all want to do better every single day. Isaiah 55, 6 through 7. I open right up to this this morning. And I'll close with this scripture. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. You know, we are close to the end of the age. We are close to the wrapping up of this world. We are in the end times. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him. While he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways. And the evil man his thoughts. That means let the wicked person give him up. Give up his ways. Turn to God before it's too late. Let those that plan or think evil... Stop before it's too late. Let them find God. Let them turn to the Lord. And God will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For our God will freely pardon. What does pardon mean? Pardon means being forgiven. Pardon means taking your sins and my sins and casting them as far as to the east and to the west and remembering them no more. 
You have been pardoned of all your sins. I have been pardoned of all my sins because of what Jesus has done, because of my public confession of Christ, Jesus. God pardoned us. He set us free. And it was by his blood and his sacrifice on Calvary for you and for me. God pardoned us. He pardoned us. Even though we were guilty sinners, God still pardoned us. Because we turned to him. We sought him. We seek him. We want to live for him. Because we have a public declaration that we are Christ Jesus's. And we're not our own. We're not of the, our our. our Home is not of this world, but it's of heaven. Amen? So, Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for the precious gift of your son, Jesus, that just keeps on giving to the world, Lord God, until you come back, until we see Jesus on his white horse coming back to gather up his elect and to gather up all his people, Lord God, that have chosen him. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for... Our public declaration of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that we can have true freedom in him and in you. And we just give you all the praise and honor and glory. And I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for our independence as a nation. That you have endowed, Lord God, these men and women that have, that have put this declaration of independence together with wisdom and discernment. That, Lord God, that you have blessed our country. Lord God, I thank you for the judgments from our Supreme Court that have been going out recently. Lord God, I pray that your hand would continue to move upon them. Lord God, I continue to pray for them, Lord God, that you would lift them up. Lord God, and protect them and watch over them. And speak to them, Lord God about the decisions that our Supreme Court makes. I thank you for our nation, for the freedom that we have. There is no other nation like America. Lord God, America was founded on godly principles. There is no other nation like this in the world. Lord God, I pray that your hand would be upon us, that you would turn your face toward us, and that you would heal our lands, that you would bless your people, and I just thank you for all the blessings you've given us, the freedoms that we have, and the freedoms that we have in you. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.